Hello and welcome to Design Untangled with me, Chris Mears and Carla Lindate. And once again, I've sent her out on the streets to get some more lovely interviews for you guys. So on this podcast, we don't only want to kind of untangle the weird design terms you might hear in your day-to-day job, but we want to help you understand who the different stakeholders and key players you're going to be working with are, what they do, how you can engage with them, and help you get a better picture of how everyone works together. Carla has been speaking to Emma Hodenot, who is a content strategist, and hopefully this interview should give you a bit of an idea about what that type of person does. Enjoy. We are with Emma Hodenot. She is um, Content Strategy Director at Sapien Racerfish, um, a digital agency here in the UK. So welcome, Emma. Welcome to Design Untangled. Hi, good to be here. Oh, good. So very excited to have Emma today. Um, she's going to bring a lot of knowledge around what content strategy is, what's the difference between a content strategy and UX designer and design project, uh, give us some tips about what, you know, why content is important and how we can make it more important for our design process. But let's start by just learning a little bit about you, Emma. So uh, you have a background in media and creative writing, right? So just, just tell us how you got to be creative, um, you know, a content strategy director at Sapien mm-hmm. Racefish. Okay. Um, my, yeah, so my background, I studied English, then I studied multimedia journalism. I did a master's in that around um, 2000. So I I literally, straight from finishing my master's, I went to work for what was then um, EMAP, which was a big publishing house in the UK. They were just starting to launch magazine websites. Mm -hmm. And because it was such a new thing, we were, I think, only the second year on my course that did digital journalism. It was an area where there were very few people, A, interested, or B, who had any skills. So I got straight into digital and I became editor of a magazine website within, you know, two or three years. So Mm -hmm. in terms of career progression, it was great. Honestly, I didn't have a clue back then. (laughs) Um, You know, we really learned as we went along. We made tons of mistakes. We missed loads of opportunities. You know, I worked on, um, I was the editor of both Sugar and Bliss magazines websites. Mm. These were teen girl um, publications. And we, when, when social media sort of started to kick off, we had MySpace, you know, we were there when Facebook opened up from beyond being a, an academic thing that you had to have a university email for. But the big miss for me at that point was fan fiction. Completely missed it. And I actually think things like that could have been a great opportunity for us. Yeah. Um, you know, so it was a really fun time. We were doing lots of things, different things. We were, you know, starting to, you know, do things like web chats and trying to be mm-hmm. a little bit interactive. Um, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Learned a lot. Yeah. Um, and so that that was very much my background. It's always, always digital, always about content. Yeah. Um, I moved out of publishing deliberately because there was no money in it. Yeah, I know. We did everything on the cheap with no budget, which makes you super creative. Mm. So in that way, it was really, really good. You challenge yourself to sort of, you know, do what you can with what you've got, which isn't much. Um, But it got to a point where I was like, you know what? The opportunity here is great. We just need some investment. So I made a deliberate move over into more of a content marketing type role. Okay. So working for retailers doing 
fashion content um, okay. you know building that sort of storytelling around their brands which were just starting out in e-commerce mm-hmm. and um, you know looking at the sort of the stories that you could tell to bring to life the the proposition or the you know the styles um, you know it's something that today is really commonplace but back then not so much yeah, yeah. websites were super functional there was yeah. no storytelling um, so I sort of made that deliberate move from that point um, I had various stints going freelance and I never ever set out to call myself a content strategist Mm -hmm. I don't think I still do apart from my professional um, title title yeah exactly Um, because it's such a misunderstood field yeah Um, you know I've been to various different interviews where they've asked for a content strategist so my roles were always sort of content managers like head of content that sort of thing in the past mm-hmm. um and you know recruitment people would call you into various different interviews if they needed a content strategist sometimes you'd turn up and they would basically want a planner to mm. come up with like really creative advertising ideas um content marketing type campaigns and then you'd go to some interviews and it would be really super technical and all about supporting a big build project um so from my point of view I never set out to call myself that because it was just too broad too confusing yeah um but that's where I've landed at Sapium because I did a couple of freelance roles here um really liked the opportunity for the sort of work that I do that exists here and the kind of clients and the kind of projects that we do mm-hmm. um, and thought it was somewhere where I could really learn a lot working you know with the um, UX and the design teams that you know we are sort of known for here yeah I mean I I guess like going back to your point of the confusion around content strategy and how different uh, organizations including agencies as well as in-house um, kind of have these different perspectives of what content strategy is. Um, what do you? Th- what is the definition of content strategy? Like an ideal definition of content strategy, if you could actually define it. Okay, I, I I'm not even going to attempt to define it. I'm going to defer, <laughs> defer to people who are much more expert than I am. So <laughs> at, at Sapien, we we have an official definition, um, which I'll read out. It's a little bit of a Uh, a long sentence but I'll read it out for you so content strategy is the systematic thoughtful approach to defining and surfacing the most relevant and effective content at the most opportune time take a breath to the appropriate (laughs) audience segment for the purpose of helping clients achieve measurable brand and business objectives as well as consumer goals Okay. Do you get it? Uh, <laughs> Makes well, sense. <laughs> it's um, a bit long. But I, yeah. What I'm going to pull out from that is that essentially it's about um, defining the substance mm-hmm. of content, like the kind of the themes and topics that will offer the most opportunity to the client, like the kind of conversations in the entire ecosystem, the digital ecosystem that they can really own mm-hmm. and that are most appropriate to what they want to achieve with their digital platforms or yeah. their marketing, um, you know, broadly across different channels. But it's not just the content itself, it's the design of the content. Yeah. So within a page, the structure of the content, because, you know, um, websites are built by machines and they are all they're kind of there you see it on a machine it's the the content management systems are 
pla- like digital platforms. It's all kind of it isn't a, a tangible physical process as such. It's all about making sure that the machines understand the content that they the content management system that you use is designed a to be good for the author. Um, but also that that is structured in an effective way that's scalable. So there's that kind of much more technical side to it. And I think it's all trying to sum up all of those things in one sentence, yeah. which is what that definition is covering. Yeah. Um, it kind of makes sense because I, I always argue like um, in the UX space, um, we kind of worry, we're supposed to be worrying about an experience. If you think about a website, for example, which is a lot of the word that we still do, you know, website redesign or website design, um, you don't design websites to fill in with content. You kind of, you should be designing websites that respond to content needs. So it's kind of what I would call content content first design. Mm-hmm. Um, however, in the reality, when you actually on the project, Content is always like an afterthought in my experience. Always just let's just put lots of placeholder it's just content. Words. Yeah, it's, it's a lot just of ipsum, it's just yeah. words. Um so I guess the role of a content strategy is um or content strategists is to come and build the foundations of that content and why is that important and, and obviously then trans the design to be translated into that. But sometimes I see there is a lot of, not friction, but there's a lot of confusion sometimes between what the content strategy and a UX designer does, you know, in terms of, because the UX designer will argue, oh, we also look into the content. We also look into the hierarchy of the page. So how do you see those two roles either being different or working together? Um, <clears throat> I think they're one of the, con- the, one of the closest relationships on these sorts of projects for sure. And yes, there are lots of overlaps between somebody that might call themselves a content strategist and somebody that calls themselves UX. Um, and I think that's okay. And I think on a project by project basis, you should assess the individual skill sets of the different people that make up the team and make sure that you're covering everything you need. Mm. From my point of view, for certain things, it doesn't really matter if it's the content strategist or yeah. the UX person that does it, so long as it's being done. And actually, when you're working really collaboratively and the project is set up that you have the time to do the correct activities that I would view as really important in the kind of the projects that we do here. Um, there isn't, I wouldn't say there's there's friction when you're working collaboratively. Yeah. I think they're often incredibly supportive of each other. Mm-hmm. Um it's more a perception, I think, yeah. perhaps, that yeah. there is a bit of crossover. But in reality, I've never known it to to be an issue. And if we take information architecture as, a, as an example here, mm-hmm. um, from my point of view, a website, you go to a website to access the information on that website. Mm-hmm. And a content strategist would be looking very much at what that information should be and how you might display it. But then on the other side of that, you've got to look at the actual architecture of that, the information itself, the content. Um, and it's got to, you've got to look at your taxonomy. You've got to look at how it's structured in terms of the, um, you know, the navigation and the experience around, you know, the sort of the browsing experience. For me, that's where the UX person comes in. And those two skill sets really do meet in the middle to provide the best experience. Mm-hmm. Um 
And, you know, on every project, I think there's a little bit of difference between who does what, but it's okay. But realising that you do sort of need someone that comes from each each side of, um, you know, that equation to to sort of produce the best work is essential. Yeah. I mean, a lot of our our audience um, in Design and Tango are, like junior designers like understanding or trying to understand the world of design that's what it's called San Entangle to try to dismitify all these different terms and roles and you know um, that are out there in the design um, space um, how do you think um, our you know people who are junior and perhaps haven't really interacted with the content strategies before how do they start realizing the value of content and how they can start articulating that to their obviously project teams um, and by understanding what exactly the content strategy person or content strategy as a whole means for a project. Mm-hmm. I think the simplest way of looking at that is people don't visit a website for the experience, they visit a website because they're looking for information mm-hmm. about something. Um, so therefore surely the experience that you design for for hosting that information you're going to be able to design a better experience knowing as much as you can about what that information is what Mm -hmm. it needs to do what the more detailed requirements around it are so for example in a an ideal situation and you know I'm simplifying this quite a bit here you would upfront have a content strategist produce um, you know, they would do their research and then they would produce requirements, mm-hmm. uh, working potentially with a business analyst or a business consultant. Um, you would define things even like as simple as character counts. Mm-hmm. This is something that's massively, massively underappreciated. The upfront, you know what, it's actually kind of good to know minimum, maximum character counts when you're mm-hmm. designing components and pages that are going to have to display you know, quite important information that needs to be displayed in the right way. Mm -hmm. So we would capture all of that information and give you a really good steer in terms of, you know, defining what what does this page need to achieve? What what are the business objectives here? What what should you be taking away from this page? What are the um, the content needs of the page? And we're not trying to prescribe saying you know it's exactly these content types and you need to design the components in exactly this way that's the job of the ux team that pick up these requirements but it's just giving you that initial structure and that initial Mm -hmm. direction um, so that hopefully the experience that is designed off the back of that is as good as it can be yeah that's very much the way i would set out yeah you know that that explanation on why it's so important because otherwise you're not designing blind because I know UX does a lot of, um, you know, gather a lot of insight and do their own research. But it's just that additional piece that gives you the really detailed information around the information on those pages, the content of those pages. Yeah, exactly. And also the way it evolves as well, especially on website design, right? Because um, it's not something that you design once and stays still, especially websites, obviously, need to be updated. and need They absolutely to be, should yeah, exactly. be, yeah. So... 
I guess uh, content strategists or when I worked with content strategists before you kind of have that view what the content plan could look like you know what the content evolution of this would be you know all these different different types of content that would potentially come up in the future that we haven't thought about because we're focusing on these number of templates so it's really valuable to have a content strategist um, working on that I wonder if it's any different from so just to clarify, sometimes I've seen people getting copywriters and content strategies as kind of the same thing or very similar roles. Um, but then when you talk to a content strategist, you ask them to do copy, they get a bit funny about it because I'm not a, I'm not a copywriter, I'm a content strategist. So can yeah. you help us div- like understand the definition, like the yeah. differences between those yeah. two? So I understand why people confuse them and they're very complementary roles and I would argue I mean my background was editorial you know I've worked on newspapers in the past I've I've written um, news and I've written pieces of journalism so I can write but I'm not a copywriter by any stretch of the imagination some content strategists for example um, you know even at Sapient here come from a, a computer science background so you know not saying they can't write but they would definitely sort of not traditionally be the sorts of skill set that would be a copywriter. Yeah. So to make that assumption that a content strategist is um, able to write copy isn't isn't always the case. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is sometimes, uh, but it's not always. From from my point of view, the the, the content the role of the content strategist, and actually we're calling it content strategy. Increasingly, people are calling it content design. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, certainly here at Sapient, that's very much the direction that we're taking. It is about um, <sighs> defining what it is rather than the actual creation of it. So I yeah. would definitely be looking at content types and I would definitely be looking at content themes and topics even. So a content type is obviously a, um, a piece of content that is uniquely different to another. So, you know, a video could be a content type or, um, you know, a list could be a content type or, you know, a general article, something like that. Um, and then content themes and topics and more when you're talking about the actual content itself. So what is this about? Uh, what are the what are the key themes and the topics within those themes? Um, so that's where you're talking about the substance. And that's when you start to get the crossover with copywriting. Mm. Because obviously it's the copywriter that then understands those themes and topics and then creates the actual copy itself yeah. around it. Um, so it's all part of a process and often the content strategist will provide um, briefings and guidance to the copywriter but copywriting itself is um, you know a very specific art form Mm -hmm. Um, and it is really valuable because the words that you read are part of the experience yeah and you should take as much care and attention as you do with all of the ux work that you do around the experience as you do with the words you know in the experience um so that you know that's that's a frustration that i think we all have that that's an undervalued skill set um and often people think oh well you know they can they it's all content isn't it you know people can do the different things but it's very different it's about one of them it's about sort of setting I guess the vision for what um, the key themes and topics for the 
copy are and then the other one is writing that copy and crafting that copy yeah so do you think that um things like the tone of voice or the interpretation of a tone of voice brand into digital is also a responsibility of the content strategist this is a tough one um it could be i would say less so i mean the a lot of content strategists will be able to do that sort of thing from my point of view actually that's something that would sit more on the copywriting side of things okay um, because that speaks directly to what they're doing and that's sort of often especially in agency world that's a part of the skill set that someone who's a copywriter would have setting the direction for it and knowing what the opportunities are so you do some sort of um you know, competitor analysis, what are other people doing? Where's the gap there? What's ownable? That sort of piece of the research and the strategy definitely would be fed in by content strategists. Mm-hmm. But the crafting, the actual, you know, what the tone of voice is, knowing that, I would say would be the job of the copywriter. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Because I, yeah, because I kind of thought content strategy would come and create some set of like, principles and yes you said like guidance and direction and that including the tone of voice but it is interesting to know that it could be it could be done by both i guess it could be yeah and yeah. this is why you have to look at each individual like yeah. every content strategy is going to have a slightly different background and skill set um which is where this gets really i think this is why it creates so much confusion and people ask the question well i don't really know what content strategy is because then you get the whole content marketing side of things mm-hmm. and if you're a content marketeer you're very much more on the brand side of things and therefore tone of voice and you know creating much more of that brand identity piece would definitely sit that side of things yeah. but if we're talking about the strict definition of content strategy um It's really bl- blurry, isn't yeah. it? It's just yeah. really hard. I think it's yeah. more, more around like skill sets, like you said, and how you kind of will work um, within the project team to design something that has lots of different inputs coming from content, mm-hmm. from experience, from visual, from brand, from everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that even in the copywriting space, um, in my experience, even though you have a very good copywriter, sometimes is you know their skill sets are not necessarily aligned to digital and what i mean with that is that when you like designing because it's different when you design an app for example versus a website the app would have more of a um functional copy which i think nowadays they call it like ux writing so yeah. being able to still interpret a tone of voice into um call to actions and more functional copy but still try to do that and traditional copywriters sometimes don't yeah, do that yeah, you know so it's a lot of a lot of different um views of what content is and how that fits into design processes and that yeah absolutely and i think people try and simplify it and try they think one size fits all and it really doesn't you really have to look at what each individual job on role needs to do and choose someone that meets that skill set rather than just going, we need a copywriter, right? Any copywriter will do. Not always the case. No. You know, I've had teams where I've worked for, um, you know, a huge retailer. And within the team that we had, I identified, you know, one particular person 
Um, and we actually, he, he became essentially the UX copywriter and actually moved to sit with the UX team because they were very separate and I was definitely trying to bring it much more together. And he was our sort of bridge between the two mm-hmm. because he understood exactly what you're talking about that, um, you know, within an app, for example, it has to be functional. It's all about understanding the most effective calls to action and the ways to, you know, to get people to sort of um, through that experience as, as efficiently as possible. It's not about writing articles. And, no, it's not. You know, that much more, um, the kind of the longer, the longer form pieces of copy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. you have to really find the right word to be able to communicate the right call to action. Sometimes as UXers, um, we kind of say, let's say download is the right word, you know, but the, when you work with a copywriter or a UX writer, they can come up with more interesting ways of saying the same thing and it just achieve the same outcome. But it's still like playing to the brand voice, which is quite a skill to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it is there even within copywriting, there's different variations as well. Yeah, so yeah. I can imagine how confused everyone is when you talk about <laughs> our content strategies. Oh, what does that actually mean? <laughs> I mean, just think of it as simply as that it's about the information and understanding as much as you can about the information that a person goes to a website for. Yeah, exactly. In essence, for me, it's, it's the person that's responsible for that. Yeah. So it also like in project teams have also had this question like who owns the content audit especially if you're doing a redesign and then yeah. you have to audit the site so who owns the content audit is it the content strategy is it the ux designer but well, i guess it's just everyone if you have a content strategist on the project i would say it would be the content strategist mm-hmm. for example they're usually the people um if you're running a content inventory they're usually the people that have the license mm-hmm. you know for the tool that you're going to use that for you know it can be as simple as that that this is why they sort of do it um but then once you've got that and you're doing the analysis of it, because we would tend to run an audit or run an inventory rather, do some kind of audit. But when you audit something, you have to audit against certain objectives. And that's where you collaborate and you look and you sort of think, okay, we've got this list of things that we want to audit this and understand about this data. Mm-hmm. Some of those would naturally be something that a content strategist would do. Some much more naturally would be something that the UX person would do. It's about the collaboration, isn't it? Exactly. It's all about collaboration. And yeah. I think the more, I mean, something has happened in the, into the industry, especially in agencies, where before, like when you started and I started working, like we used to do a lot, like just one person trying to do lo- lots of things, right? Mm-hmm. My background is also in, in comms and I also started in a publishing house doing web content um, and I used to do lots of stuff at the same time and then when started specializing and digital becoming more of a thing mm-hmm. then everyone started creating these specialisms but then now it feels like by creating that there's a lot of still silos so visual design is seen separately to UX design separate to content but we get into a point that everything has to kind of go back together because at the end of the day if you think about website design like it's the, the pattern's been created, components out there, like how many three-column components you can actually design, right? It's more about the content mm-hmm. and it's more about the brand. So it's, it's all these different skills that kind of have to bring, get together again to be able to design something that really makes sense for users yeah. uh, rather than trying to separate and silo everyone. Yeah, and, you know, the most successful projects that I've worked on and you know actually the the best of teams that I've worked in is where you have someone from each 
discipline like you say it's very siloed at the moment but you have a content strategist you have your ux person you have your designer um, but you also have that supported perhaps by a BA. So you've got the business yeah. requirements in there and you're capturing and documenting everything um, properly, which that, that's is quite a, an interesting side point. I often call the content strategist the, the sensible person in the room. <laughs> <laughs> and what I mean by that is we're often the person there going, we need a glossary of terms so that everyone on this project within our business with the client um, it's talking the same language. People underestimate how important that is. Mm. Sometimes you won't get stuff signed off because somebody understands that the thing you're talking about is different <laughs> to what you're actually both talking about. It's super, super confusing. And you need these sorts of, um, you know, quite dry documentation to make a project run efficiently. Mm. You know, all of the requirements should be captured properly and, you know, in one place. And, you know, you don't want to have things living in multiple places. And it's often, in my experience, the content strategist who's pulling all of that together. Mm. I don't know why that is. I don't know if that's <laughs> like a sort of a personality trait that tends to be... The organised um, person. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe the bossy person, as somebody <laughs> might say. Um, but yeah, that's often sort of how it, how it works, that you're sort of helping pull all of that together as well. Mm. Good. Um, Look, I, I think... Just to wrap up, um, given the complexity and the, you know, all the different types of sub-disciplines within content strategy, is there any, are there any resources or things that you could recommend to our audience um, they read so they learn more about content strategy and what is that important and how they can actually make content being a core part of the design process? Okay, from if we're, t- if we're talking about the more technical side of content strategy, you know, this is where you're really understanding the content management system and you're helping build that, structure that, do all the content modeling. Um, a lot of this is quite Excel based stuff. There is a Bible for this, pretty much, that, you know, is um, uh, a content strategist called Anne Rockley. And there's a book called Managing Enterprise um, Content. Um, that is pretty much the, the original Bible for content strategy. Yeah, great. Moving on from that, now that content marketing is becoming um, its own discipline and if people are more interested in the storytelling side of things, mm-hmm. there is a new book. I haven't read this, but I'm quite excited by it. Um, there is a, a content marketing um, agency, I think they're US-based, called Contently. And they one of their... Um, someone that works for them has um, created a book called The Storytelling Edge How to Transform Your Business Stop Screaming Into the Void and Make People Love You mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Okay, and there's another new book which was published at the end of um, 2017 I think one of the writers is a content strategist at Facebook Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called Designing Connected Content Plan and Model Digital Products for Today and Tomorrow mm. and that one for me seems to be something that fits between those two so it's understanding uh, both the, the more technical side um, the d- designing content um, but also the content marketing piece um, so those are there's two new books there and one that's a you know a bible that's pretty much the the accepted standard for content strategy yeah um those two new books are on my wish list to be buying and reading yeah thank you well thank you very much anything else you want to add or anything any invitation for people to get into content strategy (laughs) um 
I mean, I, I would be really interested. Um, I mean, as part of your podcast, do you invite comments? Do people respond yeah, yeah, to it? Yeah, yeah. I would be super interested to know what people think of content strategy. Yeah. Like what, if, if you don't know, but have a bit of an idea what your thoughts are, um, if you do know, um, mm. and you've had some really good or, or bad experiences with them, I'd love to hear all of that. You know, it's an ongoing uh, mission for us that we really see this discipline and this and it's its place within, you know, the the sort of the overall creative world that we exist in. I think it's really ready for a bit of a shake-up. Yeah. Um it's clear that it's not always particularly well understood or um, valued as part of different projects. Um, and we've got to do something about that. How do we do something about that? Well, let's, you know, revert to the way that we do things on our projects. Let's understand what the problem is. So it'd be great if, you know, any insight that we can get, yeah. you know, from your listeners. and um, Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, we invite everyone to send yeah. us any comments or any feedback or any questions, even yeah, for Emma as well. We can actually uh, send them um, to her. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much for being here again. No worries. It was fun. Thank, Thank you. you. So I hope you enjoyed that interview. Um, hopefully next time me and Carla will actually talk to each other rather than different people, but no promises. Maybe it's better this way that we don't actually speak to each other. So I'll do the plugs and you can follow Design Untangled with that very username on Twitter uh, the same on Facebook as well. You can look at our website on designuntangled.co.uk. Uh, individually, we're on Twitter. I'm Chris underscore Mears underscore UX. Carla is at Carla Lindarte. She loves getting LinkedIn messages. I don't. We'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>